Welcome to the Grace World Podcast. I'm Dan Hewitt. And I'm Becky, his wife. This is episode 62. Hi Hi. there, everybody. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. I've been in Texas for a week. Well, Becky took off for the week and went to Texas to... One of her cousins kind of ran a some kind of a contemplative retreat, and yes. we're gonna kind of find out, get the the low down or the what's what about what Becky picked up this week. Some actually some good ideas or thoughts. Yeah, actually some good ones. You have some good thoughts for us. This will be the this will be the uh, the the first phase the first phase of talking out of the loop. Mm-hmm. It always takes me a while to unpack. When you've gone to a conference or a retreat or something, sorry, my voice is tired. <clears throat> it takes a, it, you know, it like has to settle in. Like there's a mm-hmm. first layer of this is what I got. And then over the next few days and weeks, there'll be more, I'm sure, stirred up. Because it was, it was a really great, great time to listen to mm-hmm. the Lord. So there were six of us, including myself and my cousin, who is a Methodist minister. And we stayed at an Airbnb. <clears throat> and my cousin was the one who ran it, but there wasn't, she wasn't really the speaker. In fact, each of us took a turn doing the devotions in the morning. And evidently when you do her kind of contemplative retreat, this is the first one I've ever been on, mm-hmm. there's a lot of space and time to do whatever feels, um, whatever you need, mm-hmm. whatever you need, like, if you need time to journal, if you need time to read, if you need time to listen, if you need time to sleep, if you need to do something creative, there was mm-hmm. all, like most of the day, every day, there was time to do that. There were a few. That's difficult for me. That would, that would be <laughs> difficult for a lot of people. I'm very kinesthetic, but mm-hmm. I think that's something I have to practice. Practice. Like anything? Yep. So practice makes perfect. Well, perfect practice makes perfect. Practice makes better. We can get better at it. So, um, there wasn't the the theme of the week was or the the first little exercise we had was a challenge to come up with your own rule of life, Hmm. which didn't didn't spark anything in me when I saw that to be honest I was like oh gosh we've done this our whole we did it when we got married we kind of picked a verse and picked a path and we started having Mm. kids we had a manifesto Um, there's been different seasons when I felt like some things were more important Mm -hmm. Um, but I I get the point of like you said like to just sit and uh-huh. try to pick something out of the air or no. And if you don't haven't come with any kind of theme in mind or word or whatever, this was supposed to help at least get things going for those who wanted to get things going. That's not very... Okay, so let's, I want to kind of talk for those who don't understand. Contemplation? Yeah, I mean, uh, from the Western or modern Western, I mean, contemplative is not not Western, but it's not very modern. We tend to think in terms of our theology, we learn by 
here, give me a pile of information. Let me think it through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's much more active and very discussion oriented. And we learn all our stuff about God. Mm-hmm. What does contemplation bias relative comparatively, I should say? Well, it, it, What's well, the, yeah. it, it you know, John Crowder talks about this a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. And it is definitely more a liturgical idea, an mm-hmm. ancient idea. I'm sure meditation comes from it, too. Mm-hmm. Where you're... Which is in the Bible. Don't get scared if people say meditation. Right, right. <laughs> so, That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, it, it's about allowing time and space to just sit in the presence of God and mm-hmm. let your mind be freed up from agenda or Bible study, or Crowder says even prayer, um, and just listen to God. Listen to yourself. Be quiet. Be still. Be in the moment. Mm. And, and what it does is it starts to draw attention to little things that get ignored. So lots of times I think people do contemplation in nature. And if you're out in nature Mm -hmm. and you're just sitting still, you start to notice things that maybe if you just walked through along the path, you wouldn't have noticed either bird sounds or mushrooms growing or uh, chainsaws running. uh, Hopefully not. We're there depending on what (laughs) forest you're in. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Uh And it starts to starts to declutter your mind and get you in a in a place where you can actually really focus. Mm-hmm. on what's going on on the inside of you in your mind or in your spirit or in your body like maybe you're not very good at paying attention to what's going on in your body so if you take the time you just took a deep breath that mm-hmm. was good like there is time for you to do deep breathing and let your body relax or let your body kind of undo the tension or undo the things mm-hmm. that get built up you know there's a lot about that it's um, hard to let go of active brains actually what was mm-hmm. interesting is i you know as trying to work on my breathing and a, a various book i've read and just due to post-covid stuff is learning how to breathe better mm-hmm. and it's interesting because it's like well okay count see if you can do a five or six count breathing in and six going out and what's interesting about doing that is you actually can't think about anything else while you're counting down and trying to do the seconds mm-hmm that occupies you that you're not and granted that itself is not a good thing for contemplation but the point is is just to rest is difficult without something to think about Mm -hmm. to just allow space to see what's going on and i think sometimes even as christian as you know conservative evangelical whatever we feel like, well, if I'm going to be with God, I have to pray a lot. And mm-hmm. so we want to fill up the time with, I have to say a lot of stuff in prayer mm-hmm. and <laughs> basically keep busy. Mm-hmm. Keep busy. I mean, that's a, that's a modern, like you said, a modern and Western uh, mode of life. Mm-hmm. We keep busy a lot and we are productive and there's a lot that has been accomplished for the kingdom in the busyness Um, Mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of doing and not very, it's harder to, okay, so I'll launch into this word. So one of the words we talked about this week, we had a lot of conversation too, Mm -hmm. um, was obedience. 
and we went to the root of obedience because somebody... I want to know just real quick if you're listening. Did you get a little reaction if you're listening and you heard the uh, word obedience? Yeah. Did, did so you go, oh! <laughs> I did. And then one of the other women who is quite vocal with her expressions got real reactive with that word as that came up in the devotion. And so our leader, Kristen, mm-hmm. was really good at saying, who's, she's a spiritual leader too. She's certified spiritual director. Um, said, okay, why did you respond to that word that way? Mm-hmm. And so it opened up the conversation for why this other person and myself, like, what am I reacting to when I feel like a little bit I was punched to the gut when I hear the word obedience? And so we talked about that. And then we went to um, something that Kristen had that said, and then I verified it on Google, <laughs> uh, the root word of obedient. To obey is to be obedient, and both words come from the Latin word obedire, which literally means listen to, but is used to mean pay attention to. And we really kind of glommed on to the fact that the root of obey is really listen. And that led into some conversation and then further for me some thoughts about if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I'm going to listen to them. I want to hear what they're thinking and and, um, saying. And usually I respond to what they're thinking or saying. And if I trust them and they're thinking, they're saying things that cause me to feel safe Mm -hmm. or loved, I want to do whatever it is that's pleasing to them. I Mm -hmm. want to please them. I want to be a pleasing part of, uh, not in a manipulative way, but just in a, union kind of way Mm -hmm. I want to be in this together I want to do what they're doing and I want them to do what I'm doing so that listen to seems to be key to the word obedience especially when you think about Jesus being obedient even to death on the cross and him being in relationship with father the entire time and listening he said he didn't do anything that the father didn't tell him to do Mm -hmm. and listening always in obedience but not obedience like he was the servant and father was the master. Yeah. There wasn't that. It wasn't a hierarchical hierarchy kind of a thing, which is where we had both, both this other lady and I, that gut reaction was, that means I don't have any say in the matter. If I'm mm-hmm. obeying somebody, I don't, my, my voice isn't heard because I'm just doing what they're doing. And I don't think that really is what it means. I think it's God when he said, you know, wants us to obey. Mm-hmm. It's because we're listening to him and we're joining in with him in his work and not because he's the boss and I'm the servant. Yeah. I think that word does get a lot of obedience gets weird, but it's when you put it in those terms of paying heed to, to be attentive to, you know, like we think about whether you say, well, if a person said, I'm not listening to you, it doesn't mean they don't necessarily hear you. It means I'm coming to a conclusion or a choice that is in opposition or mm-hmm. oppose, you know, against you. And mm-hmm. to say, and you can't say, hey, I'm really listening to you. And then say, but I'm ignoring you and I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, yeah, the idea of, I think really deeper in that word listen really does imply a point of agreement to truly listen. Mm-hmm. It's to come together on that. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because you don't, you, you, I think we tend to think of listen as just, yeah, yeah, I'm hearing you. And I think to listen is much more than that. 
to pay heed to be attentive to, to receive the words of another mm-hmm. so so that kind of brings me back to thinking about contemplation when you're mm-hmm. listening to something to somebody you have to be quiet mm-hmm. you have to shut the sense of talking off so that you can use the sense mm-hmm. of hearing and use it helps the two you to ears focus. instead of the one mouth yes and uh-huh. so to be complete co- contemplative means to um, kind of put yourself, this kind of goes what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks with, with um, intimacy and, oh shoot, the word just came out of my head, dormatos, except it's not oh, that, submission. A, submission. Submission. Um, you're putting yourself in a submissive, submission place when you want to listen to somebody else. And that doesn't mean that you're not equals in rank or authority or position or whatever, but you are stopping yourself. You're making yourself have self-control. You're stopping yourself from talking and then allowing the other person. You're submitting to the other person, giving them the floor, giving them the mic, giving them the whatever to hear what they have to say. And in a good conversation, that doesn't happen for You know, you talk a little bit, maybe a minute or two, and then the other person talks for a minute or two. Mm -hmm. And then you talk, you know, it's back and forth, back and forth. And so what happened for me in this contemplative retreat was because there was somebody else did all the cooking. We didn't have any responsibilities. It was too hot to go outside. We were in Waco and it was over 100 every single day. It was hot. So we stayed inside Mm -hmm. and when you get a chance to just sit, you know, and there, you could pick up a book and start reading or whatever. But every single book that I picked up, I got about a page into and something would pop off the page and I would have to put the book down and just start listening. Okay, what does this say? Why am I thinking about this? And then I would talk to God and then God would talk to me about whatever it was. And then maybe I would journal an idea or maybe I would ask him another question, like a rabbit tail question that came from our conversation. There was a lot of listening going on for me in this time where mm-hmm. I got to just go and be a monk, <laughs> basically, with other people. But uh, that's kind of what it was like. It was like a monastery, mm-hmm. you know, where we did the bare basics. We didn't. Dominus requiem. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> that's a joke from a movie. Right. Um, Some of you will appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that contemplates one of those words that we we don't contemplate. We either think of it as oh, that's weird people doing weird stuff, or it's uh, as we look at some of the dictionaries, like we you know it says like you know a nuclear war is too much to even contemplate, you know, and it's like to even think about. Yeah, and it's like uh, contemplate it. The root word has to do with a templar or whatever, which is a place of to view and observe and it has to do with being able to really spend time and having a time and space to observe Hmm. and so whereas we often just want to pick something up go okay got it whatever the idea of contemplation is to say I'm actually really examining something and in fact I think one of the difficulties we have even listening to God is we feel like if I take more than a minute and I'm not hearing something, that something's wrong. 
and that the goal is I'm hearing lots of words coming from God, whereas sometimes part of the process is to just be. Yeah. With and I and that seems again very non Western is to just be. Sit with, lay to with. To sit with, yeah. Be and with, to, walk with. Right. And I've had times where I was like sit in, would go and just sit in my yard, go in a nice chair and just look and I don't feel like I have to think about something. I can just look mm-hmm. and gaze upon what's on there. And that and that can feel like, oh, I'm not really doing something and I'm not accomplishing. I'm not praying. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, just live. This is part of what God wants is for you to dwell in his presence. Well, the world is his presence. I mean, mm-hmm. the beauty of the earth, the gardens, the... Mountains, Mountains, nature, the people Mm -hmm. around you is to just dwell and view and say, and just look at, say, this is God's work Mm -hmm. and just delight. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a, that's, that's a starting point Mm -hmm. to just Mm -hmm. enter into. And I don't have to worry about whether, you know, do I get enough information from God here right away? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And information is not necessarily the goal. I think sometimes that can be the thing as we kind of view it. Well, I got to figure this out, get this information, got to know this, mm-hmm. especially for me. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. So here was one creative thing that we did mm-hmm. to kind of help this, help this habit develop. There's a thing that's called Bible journaling. It's not new. I've seen it um, in a lot, a lot of ways, but you can basically use a Bible or a journal if you want to put a Bible verse in a journal and then you uh, color or draw pictures or put stickers or something around a passage that draws your attention to that passage or you know even highlighter of course but it helps you to meditate on that verse so I so for example I did it in a journal because I didn't take my Bible with me I just had my phone Bible but I picked some of my favorite verses and I would write one down in the journal and then I would add, we used, we had some stamps and some pens and stuff and some stencils. And so I would, you know, do some things around one of the words there. Like one of them was, um, James one five. Um, if anyone asks, asks, (coughs) if anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask, but I did it in the Passion Translation, which I'll read because this is so cool. Okay. Because I love the Passion. It's so ministerial, especially in uh, a pri- uh, kind of a quiet time or meditation or contemplation time. So mm-hmm. here it is. Uh, the message, the Passion. If anyone longs to be wise... Ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. And there's a note after grace or with an open hand. Hmm. And so I wrote that verse in this journal and then I just started to sit with it for a minute and think, okay, what words in here do I want to emphasize? So Wisdom, of course, is the topic. So I drew some stuff around the words wisdom. Mm-hmm. And actually, I put, I put uh, 
a crown over one of the word wisdom because the Greek word for wisdom is Sophia, ah. which is crown. Or what? It's Stephanos is crown. Okay, it's but it's wise. It's wise, yeah. Wise, it's wisdom. It's but where Sophia is. Where's the Sophia? Like the Sof- goddess of w- goddess Sophia. of wisdom was Sophia. Was Sophia, yeah, or, and she wore a crown. Yes. Okay. Not saying you should worship the goddess. I didn't. I don't mean that to go right. there. But for uh, before I even looked at yeah. it, I was like, oh, this needs a crown. Hmm. Like the word wise. Like you think of a king or somebody who's wise has a crown. Mm-hmm. And so I put that over one of the word wise. And then I loved this idea that. God gives it with an open hand. In other Mm. words, he does it without finding fault or anything. He freely gives his wisdom and his grace. So then I put a little um, note and drew, you know, some pictures of an open hand, you know, like, and as I was doing that, I was letting him through his word, like really settle into me the idea of what wisdom does and how generously he gives it and how all I have to do is ask for it. And I have it. And he doesn't focus on my failures. He continues to give uh, great, graceful wisdom freely, mm-hmm. you know. And, and as I did that, like my heart was filled up with goodness and thankfulness and possibility. Like I have some unknowns ahead of me, but all I have to do is ask for wisdom and right. he's going to give that to me. And he gives freely. And I, we, we talked about this once before where. Uh, you know, so many people think, oh, God will give you, he won't give you what you want, but he will give you what you need. And I remember I had a quote I came up with, which was basically we said, how did we come from being the stewards or the lords over the entire earth that God gave us dominion mm-hmm. over the entire earth to just the place where now we'll, God will, well, he'll meet your needs and don't ask for more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, God is abundant. He wants to give us good stuff. He's generous. The whole nature of grace is generosity. Mm -hmm. You cannot have grace without generosity. Right. In my opinion. Well, because you can't receive it if you can't give it out. It means you don't understand what it is that you've been given. I mean, from God. Yeah. God cannot. God does not give grace sparingly. Right. Yes. From my experience or from my study in the word, grace itself is a generous word. Yeah. So see, they're right there. That was a mm-hmm. contemplation that we, you and I just had. You and I had it. Yeah, go think about from, something. Uh, you know, that took not even a minute mm-hmm. to start to unpack something and, and really let that word, let that thought settle into places in your spirit that you might need it because yeah. of something down the road. Yeah, I think sometimes if you just start contemplating a sentence or a verse and then start asking some questions what what is, why are these words here what's what does this connect to you'll find that god will come in and give you revelation as today just today i was thinking about how so often we talk about god has works for us to do or god want and and if you're very works based it sounds like oh there's all this stuff i've got to do mm-hmm. Or same with evangelism. I have to tell all these people this stuff. Okay, we got to do all this work. And the reality is, is God has poured out all this goodness on us. And the work we have is to just let somebody else know that God's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and it brought me to, there's a verse in, 
Oh gosh, I don't know if it's in Samuel. I think it probably is first or second Samuel. It's where there's this one city is being over wiped out and they're about to die and there's these two lepers were kicked out of the town and they go out and they're like, "Well, let's go to the other army. At least we're we're all going to starve in this city." Let's at least go oh, out to yeah, the other yeah, yeah. army and we'll go see if they'll give us food. Worst case, they'll kill us, which we were going to die anyway. Yeah. So let's just go see if they got some food we could eat. Well, it ends up that they'd all left and they'd left all their stuff behind, including all this food. And after a while, it's like they're living in abundance. It's like, we should probably tell some other people about this. Yeah. And that's really all God's thing is like, look, I've got all this stuff here. Yeah, I might want to tell some other people. That's the work of our lives is to just say I've got lots of stuff God's abundant there's a whole lot available for everybody have some Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the hard work we have Mm -hmm. even lepers got that abundance yeah 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 so right then it seems like I maybe contradicted myself by saying I contemplated a verse so the, the point of contemplation is to give yourself a time or a space when you can think on something mm-hmm. further than just here's a thought, okay, in one ear, out the other. Sometimes, like, okay, so one person that was on the retreat um, actually spent a lot of time sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I, at one point she was a little bit worried, like, gosh, all I'm doing is sleeping. And I s- said, and so did Kristen, to her, you needed, evidently you needed sleep. And this was a space for you to do that in a place where nobody was going to judge her for sleeping and God just let her rest. Mm. So sometimes if you're in, you know, maybe you set aside some time and you, all you can think about is going to sleep, go to sleep. Something in you needs the rest, needs the sleep. And as you continue to make contemplation a more normal piece of your schedule or normal part of your day or week or however you make that work i mean think about sabbath who does sabbath mm-hmm. really very much i know we have some people in our lives that do but we don't do it very well we don't sabbath on sundays we do but we watch a lot of tv or we you know are, are like putzing around it's or fairly whatever. passive yeah but if you do sabbath where you are not stimulated and you're just putting yourself in a place of ease and rest and contemplation. Mm-hmm. I think the more you do that, the easier it is to stay awake because you're putting yourself in a rhythm right. or in a habit, a consistent schedule at some point where you start to look forward to that. Your body and your mind start to look forward and your spirit to that place right. where they know I get to think about something for longer than, you know, even think about, we talked about this before, that when you're in the zone, it takes 13 minutes for you to mm-hmm. get in the zone to get really productive in your work. Think about that with contemplation. Yeah. It probably takes about a similar amount of time. I don't know. I haven't studied on this, but it seems to make sense to me that it takes a little time for you to get to the place where your mind really will relax and rest. Yeah. And then your spirit is open to hearing either questions that you have or God wants to tell you something or whatever. And pretty much that's how I lived all week. Like, I feel like I got so much from God 
too much, quite honestly. Like there's some things that happened this week that I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, this is changing a paradigm, a couple of my paradigms. And I'm going to have to give a lot more thought to this Mm. and space, more space now and not just put this away for a year and then wait for the retreat again next year. Like this is the diving board for me to start giving a lot more space in my time, in my Mm -hmm. schedule so I can hear more of what this, what did you mean by that? And what do I do with this? And what's happening with my future with this? There were three big things actually. Well, I want to connect on the Sabbath (laughs) idea because I think it's connected is one of the things God was trying, we, we often think of the Sabbath as restrictive. I mean, and that's the fundamental lie that Satan has given us is that Sabbathing is restrictive on us. Mm -hmm. And basically what God's trying to say is do some stuff. You know, you got to work. There's things to do. You got six days and trust me on the seventh that I'll take care of you. And the same with the land. It's like grow your food for six years. And he goes, in fact, on the sixth year, I'll give you a double harvest. You can save that and not have to work the next year. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, good grief, if us, we believe that, it's like, can you imagine you get to take every sixth, seventh year off? <laughs> um, sign me up for that. <laughs> actually, I kind of did that once. I did take a... <laughs> you did. I did actually do take a Sabbath year off. Yes, so, you did. And it was great. You wrote a book. I wrote a book. And so we tend to think of the Sabbath, though, again, as restrictive and keeping us from doing something. And God is trying to say... There is a time to do something, and there's a time to not do something, mm-hmm. to rest, to allow God to show that he is here with you. To do a different something. To do something else where mm-hmm. he might be doing something, mm-hmm. or just to rest and actually enjoy the presence of God. And that's kind of awesome. Yeah. So, in fact, I knew some people that were Jewish that... They decided one year, they were sort of not real conservative. I don't know. I you know I don't want to rate between liberal conservative. There's various forms and whatever, but they didn't do Sabbath and a lot of that kind of stuff. But then one year they said, ah, we're going to do Sabbathing from now, and they were moderately well off, so they had a pool and all that. So it was, hey. On Friday night to Saturday night, we're sitting by the pool. We're hanging out in the house and doing nothing. And we're not answering the phone because who's ever calling us is not one of our friends or family because they know not to call us on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it was like, hey, this is kind of nice. We're just kicking back for a full day doing nothing, Mm -hmm. resting. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, and there's nothing, I mean, like, you know, I guess it's like get the boat out, go to the lake, do all this stuff all weekend long or something, you know, and that's my rest. And it's like, that's not rest, (laughs) you know, and it's okay if I'm not saying don't go boating. That's great. But that is not a rest day. Mm -hmm. That's work. Yeah. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's enjoyable. It's great. It's all that kind of good stuff. But that is not necessarily a rest day. So... Right. So we're taking Sabbath and rest as being a, mm-hmm. a way to put a space for contemplation in your in your schedule. Yeah. Well, actually, we're not doing it. God's doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought about the verse that's uh, Isaiah forty thirty one. 
Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up as wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Um, and I've always thought about waiting. I've always thought that word means like, okay, <laughs> when God's timing, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But today I think that maybe it could also mean just sit, just wait, just be with God. Mm-hmm. And your strength will be renewed. And mm. you will be able to walk and run in a new strength that you didn't know before. As you just wait on God, wait with God, be with God. I, that, that makes me think of a, a lady in waiting. Mm-hmm. So the person that was the lady in waiting wasn't like she just sat and waited for, I mean, I'm sure she had to wait on like time-wise, okay, I have yeah. to wait 10 minutes until the lady is ready to do something. But also she was just there available with right. the lady always with them mm-hmm. and being with them always. And that's not a great example because who knows, maybe the lady in waiting didn't get uh, ever heard. But possibly they also were good friends and there she had a voice into her life because she saw yeah. the lady in all the circumstances Anyway, that, that's a little rabbit trail. But I, maybe wait doesn't mean going from point A to point B. Maybe wait means sitting and being and marinating. 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 We all like marinated stuff. Yeah. That's about all I got now, babe, because so my handle? words. <laughs> I think my wife I think is I'm out of words. Again. I just got back an hour ago from... The airport. She just flew in and boy, her boy, arms, tired. arms tired. Yeah. Baha. Well, hopefully that's enough for people to, uh, for y'all out there, y'all, to yeah. have something to think about and chew on this week and think, talk to Jesus about. Yeah. So there's your challenge of the week is to not be challenged. No. To be. <laughs> To embrace the challenge in a in a place where you can be without interruption for enough time that you can listen. Okay. You can listen to God. So let us know how that goes. So feel free to text us. No. Email us at podcast at grace dot world. Mm-hmm. And text us, call us at eight three three eighty five Grace. Or personally. If and, you have our numbers. Yep. And don't forget to uh Push the little button on Grace World to subscribe, and that'll give you a little notification when this comes out. Grace.world, by the way, Grace is, our, world. is our website. And then all the various, well, several of the social media sites is True Grace World. So, mm-hmm. But we're so glad you can be part of this and mm-hmm. just kick back this week and do a little resting. Do a little listening, contemplating and a little listening. Mm-hmm. Or a lot. Yep. Have a great week. We love you guys. Bye. Bye then.